Please be seated. Good morning, Christ Church. Good to be with you in worship this morning. Good morning to all of you following along online and to those of you worshiping in the upper room as well. Good morning. It's good to be with you. I'm Pastor Andrew. I'm one of the pastors here at Christ Church, and we are on week four of my big fat mouth. What I love about this series that I realized after we had planned it out is that we all just had Thanksgiving, which means that you got to practice everything we've been talking about, right? You were surrounded by family, you were surrounded by friends, and hopefully you put into practice some of the things that we've been talking about on how to retrain our minds and therefore our mouths to not practice old habits, old ways that are destructive and hurtful, but instead we've been looking at over this series how to move ourselves to using our big fat mouths to bless people, to love people, to find contentment, truth. And to speak words of blessing into people's lives. And so we're wrapping up today in that same vein. We're going to continue looking at a specific topic and looking at how we can move the attitudes of our hearts and minds from one place to another place. Specifically, just so you have, we're all in the same place, a recap for you. This is the common thread that has been weaving throughout the entirety of this series. The idea, the understanding is simple. It's whatever is in your mind, whatever you are thinking about, whatever you are in the process, your brain is activity, whatever's going on in there, that is what's going to come out your mouth. And so if you want to change the things that are coming out of your mouth, you need to actually change the way that you think. You need to train your mind in order to train your mouth because whatever is in your mind, that's what's coming out your mouth. And so we've been looking at how can we adopt a new mindset specifically for a Christian person. Pastor Bob laid it out that very first week where he talked about having the mind of Christ. And so that's what we've been trying to do is adopt this mind of Christ and allowing that to influence what comes out of our Miles. Here's a recap for you. Complaining, we said not worth it. Better to choose contentment. Criticizing, better to be constructive in our speech. Lying was last week. Better to lavish truth into people's lives. And today, the topic for today is gossip. Yeah, did you feel that happen in the room? Just got a little more tense in here. Gossip. We're talking about gossip. And specifically, how can we move from using our mouths in relation to gossip to gospel? Gossip to good news. We're going to get into that as we go. So gossip, as we begin to engage in the topic, gossip is these, these loose words, these, uh, this idle talk. It is uh, rumors, 
Rumors that can ruin people's lives, ruin reputations. It's planting seeds of dissension. It's using our mouths in the midst of our conversations to cast doubt or skepticism. It's sharing bad news about people, about organizations. It's using our mouths to be divisive and to cause strife. And ultimately, gossip hurts. Straight up, I don't know how else to tell you. It just hurts, does it not? How many of you have ever been hurt by gossip before? Go ahead, raise your hands. Yeah, it's a lot of hands in a room, right? Lots of us. Lots of us have experienced pain or ruptured relationship as a result of gossip. The Bible will talk about this. In Proverbs 16, great simple quote, it says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife, and gossip separates the best of friends. Welcome all you kids out there, family worship day. Every middle school girl can attest to this. Yes? Gossip can be so damaging and painful in people's lives that it can actually separate the best of friends. And so it's something to take serious. In fact, last week, Pastor Bob listed off the seven things that God detests. Another verse, gossip was one of those seven in there. Gossip causes pain. And so what's important to us is to recognize and to understand what is gossip. You need to train your mind around what is gossip because of the severity with which God and the Christian person must deal with gossip. It's easy to know when you've been hurt by gossip. It's a lot harder to figure out and discern when am I a gossip. So... Get your hearts ready for some heavy conviction today because we're going to go through and I'm going to give you some tools and handles on how to recognize whether or not you find yourself slipping into these phrases, into these mindsets that actually foster gossip, knowing that gossip ultimately hurts the person you're talking about. It hurts you as the gossip. It can hurt organizations. Gossip just hurts. So we need to be honest and and train ourselves to recognize what gossip actually sounds like. So here you go. Here are some ways in which you might recognize gossip. You might be a gossip if, if you find yourself using the phrase, people come to me for advice or to share things with. You guys ever say that? Don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hands for the rest of these, all right? We'll just, we'll just assume that. But if you ever said this, but people love to just come to me and unburden themselves. They share things with me. If you've ever catch yourself saying that, you might be a gossip. Because the chances are that the things people are coming to you and unburdening themselves with are not actually about themselves, but about somebody else. So, people come to me for advice or to share things with, be conscious, be careful that you don't slip into gossip. Here's another one. You might be a gossip if you hear this phrase. Uh, People are talking. People are concerned. 
People are nervous. People are talking. Not me, not me, not me, of course. Other people. Definitely not me, but other people. What people? Other people. Well, who's the other people? Well, you know, the other people. If you ever find yourself using this phrase, I hate to break it to you, you have just admitted openly to being a gossip. Here's another one. Would you check in with so-and-so because I'm concerned about them? Now, this one I have to have a little asterisk. It's okay to express concern and invite a check-in. It has to do with how you set it up. Let me show you the difference. Andrew, I'm concerned about so-and-so. Would you check in with them? Yeah, sure. Andrew, I'm concerned about so-and-so. I mean, you can tell the marriage is tanking. They got serious issues. Didn't you hear that she lost the scholarship? Could you just check in with them? All right, we just moved, did we not? Did you feel that? Did you notice it? We went from, I'm concerned, would you check in with this person? Care, empathy, to gossip. So take note. All right, for all you Christians out here, here's one. Here's one that's racks the church for y'all. If this is you, woo, woo, I got to get down on my soapbox as fast as I can because I could spend a whole sermon on this. All right, here's what we do. We say things like, we really need to pray for. We really need to pray for. This is how this plays out. You know, we just, we just really need to pray for, for Susie Joe. Susie Joe is my niece, and oh, we just need to pray for her. You see, she's, she's, she's partying. She's drinking too much, and she is living in sin. So we need to pray for her soul that she might be redeemed. All right? We do this. Please don't. Don't cover up gossip with the Christian guise of prayer. Prayer is too beautiful and too important. I'm not saying don't pray for people. I'm not saying don't even be honest about who you might be praying for and inviting prayer about people. But what you can say is, can you please pray for this person? And that's it. Would you please lift this person up in prayer and in your heart? I I know them, and they could use it right now. That's it. As soon as you begin to move and unpack and share news and make judgment statements, you have moved from being a genuine, honest concern into the realm of Gossip. gossip. That's right. So please be careful. Here are a couple others for you. The compliment sandwich tactic. You guys ever do this before? All right, this one sounds like this. And be careful if you use this during Thanksgiving, okay? Oh, she's great. Oh, she's a fantastic person. Terrible cook. Oh, I fed the turkey to the dog under the table. Terrible cook. But she's got such a good heart. Y'all see what I did there? That is what we call the compliment sandwich. Oh, he's great. He's a neat guy. Terrible golfer. Oh, big mouth. Doesn't work hard. But he's a nice guy. 
we do that, be careful. Don't slip into the, com- the compliment sandwich that is merely slipping gossip in between compliments. All right, here's a tough one. It's true, therefore not gossip. If you preface a statement with it's true and therefore not gossip, and then you go on to gossip, guess what? It is still gossip. Listen to me. Something being true actually has no bearing on whether or not it is gossip. Let me say that again. Something being true does not have an actual bearing on whether or not it is gossip. A pastor that I admire and look up to has a great quote that that really brings to me a really good sense of what this is trying to convey. He says this, Everything that comes out of your mouth should be true. Everything that comes out of your mouth should be true. We learned that last week. Everything that comes out of your mouth should be true. But not everything should come out your mouth. That's good. Write that down. Get a tattoo of that. Put that on a t-shirt, people. Everything that comes out of your mouth, it should be true. Just like we heard last week. But not everything should come out of your mouth. Know and discern the difference. And in doing so, protect yourself and others from gossip. Here's here's the bottom line when it comes to gossip. For me, this is where I land. When it comes to gossip, if you think it might be, probably is. If you find yourself catching yourself, is this gossip? Err on the side of, yes, don't say it. That's simple for me. If you think it might be, it is better to err on the side of safety and caution for your well-being and the well-being of the person that you're about to speak about and the well-being of the person that you're speaking to. And so, therefore, err on the side of being cautious. If you think it might be, it probably is. And therefore, it is not worth saying. Gossip's tough because gossip tastes good. We, we seem to have this natural attraction to gossip. Do you guys ever notice that? Notice that? Like, like, it even comes across in our body language, like physically. You're sitting around the coffee pot at work, and somebody says, did you hear about? And everybody, like, leans in, like, ooh, hear what? You don't even know what's happening yet. You're, hear what? You're, like, looking around because you know it's a dirty thing going on. Hear what? Why? Because we're hungry for it. Oh, we like it. Oh, we like the way it tastes. We like the way it smells, the way that it, that it rolls off the tongue when we gossip. We like it. We seem to be naturally drawn to it. The Bible's got a great pithy phrase that I love straight out of Proverbs. And one of the really cool things about this is an Old Testament book. This is in the front half of the Bible. Really, really wise guy wrote this book. And as he wrote this book, he wrote a couple bunch of, he wrote a whole ton of these phrases. Now, this is unique because this phrase is literally repeated twice, word by word, verbatim. That's really rare. Here's what it says it says, rumors, gossip, They are dainty morsels. 
dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Why does gossip taste so good? Why do we find ourselves so drawn to it, both saying it and hearing it, listening to it? Gossip tastes good because gossip makes us look good. Let me say that again. Gossip, the reason that we are drawn to it, the reason that we love to speak it, that we seem to lean in when people start saying it, it is because gossip makes us look good. You see, when we're so busy sharing bad news about an organization, about a group of people, about a specific person, when we're so busy sharing the bad news of of whatever the situation is going on, we are pushing others down and elevating ourselves, are we not? Oh, I would never do that. Did you hear about so-and-so? Oh, that's bad. I I would never want that. Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Oh, I'm so glad that's not a part of my life. I mean, that's the caricature, but really, that's what's going on whether you say it or not. You are pushing down the reputation and well-being of others in a vain attempt to puff yourself up and look good. Now, I can empathize. We all struggle with self-identity and with uh, self-image, how we understand ourselves. I get it. I do. But gossip, if you choose to express gossip in order to look better, appear better, it is coming at the cost of other people and their well-being, and ironically, yours as well. Don't push others down in order to feel better about yourself. Don't make others look bad so that you look good. That's what gossip does. That's how gossip ruins people's lives. It's where one person says, I want to feel good. I want to look good. I want to sound good. I mean, even if, even if you're the speaker of the gossip, I know something you don't. I'm on the inside. I know. It's almost like a power dynamic or a power struggle between you who have the knowledge, I know things, and the person that you're comparing to who doesn't know something. So gossip draws an intrinsic comparison that tries to puff you up at the expense of others. And that's why it tastes good, but ultimately hurts. Hurts you, the one you're talking about, and the one you're talking to. Gossip tastes good because it makes us look good. Fortunately, Jesus Christ came to give us an alternative. He came to give us a new way of using our big, fat mouths 
He came and he said, look, take upon yourself the way that I look at life. Start thinking the way that I think. When you look at people, when you look at situations, when you look at this world and even at yourself, look through my eyes. Think with my mind. And say the words that would be a blessing to people. Instead of wasting your voice and your breath on bad news, use it for good news. Christians, we throw on this word all the time. It is gospel. You guys heard that word before? You know that word, gospel? You know what it literally translates to? Good news. That's what it translates to. Good news. And Jesus says, look, When you adopt his mindset, when you adopt his lifestyle, when you begin to pursue Jesus Christ, you start sharing good news with people and about people. Did you you hear about Joe? Joe Schmo? No, what? What about him? Man, I saw him serving at church on Sunday. He was driving vans, and it just inspired me the way that he put other people first. Really? Yeah. Did you hear about Susie? Susie? No. What happened to Susie? Oh, she, she, she expressed this incredible hospitality to this family. We were out. We were, we were at this meal thing, and we were having dinner together, and this other family came in, and, and she even she picked up the check for them, and she was just expressing hospitality and grace and generosity for them. It was so cool to see her doing that. Man, it made me want to be a better person. Really? Yeah. That's good news. Did you hear about Jesus Christ? No. What? He came into this world to die for the sake of others. He came into this world, a world that was so busy gossiping about one another, so busy focusing on the brokenness of others rather than focusing on their own brokenness. He came to that world to change it, to save it, to rescue it out of love for it. out of love for you. That's good news. That's using our mouths and our minds to talk good news and speak good news into a world that desperately needs it. If you're a person who finds yourself slipping into these habits, if you're someone who has been weighed down and you're looking and you're like, whoa, didn't expect to hit in church this time. Wow, this is a big one. And you've, you recognize that you're a gossip. Christ came for you too. And he came to move you and change you and rescue you. And so if that's your old way of being, let that be old, let that be done. Christ came and he died out of love for you. So let that stuff go and start training your mind and therefore your mouth in a new direction. If you're someone who's been hurt by gossip, I'm sorry. 
on behalf of whoever said something that they shouldn't have said, whoever broke confidence, whoever did something that hurt you, that said something out of turn, I'm sorry. But the good news is that Jesus Christ came to bring healing into people's lives, to not be defined by whatever brokenness got put out on the public radio. Jesus showed up and said, look, you're not defined by whatever junk or baggage someone else aired and shared. You are defined by me and my life and my sacrifice and the life that I have intended for you. And if you embrace that, you can find healing beyond whatever pain and brokenness that gossip has brought in the past. We begin to move as a people, as a church, and as individuals away from the gossip. And we begin using our mouths and our lives to proclaim life in goodness and forgiveness and to participate in it. Let me give you some very practical handles on how to do that. Very practical, very tangible. Here you go. It is important to not only recognize in your mind when you see and when you hear gossip, it is important to recognize and see it, but also redirect gossip. If you're in a situation, if you're in a circumstance where somebody else is coming to you and begins to gossip, first things first, redirect the person. Redirect the person. Okay? If they come to you and they want to talk about this person over here, you say, go talk to that person over there first. This comes straight out of Scripture. It comes straight out of what Jesus would tell us to do. It's in Matthew 18. It's on the back side of your handout if you got your handouts. You guys got to read that as your homework this week and put it into practice. If you've got a beef with somebody, if you've got an issue with somebody, rather than talking about them behind their back, go and address the problem directly. And if somebody else is coming to you and they've got a beef with someone, redirect them back to that original source. Let me give you a simple example of my own life. I got a text message last week. I got a text message. And it was a person railing on another person. My simple response was, sounds like you should go talk to them about that. Period. Redirect them back to the person. Second thing, if you're in that conversation, redirect the conversation. Change topics. If you're uncomfortable, if you recognize that this is gossip... Change the topic. You can be blunt or you can be smooth. It don't matter. But change the topic. Redirect the conversation in a whole new direction. Start talking about the Packers. I don't know. I don't care. Don't talk about the Bears. That's depressing. But just redirect the conversation. Last thing, if you are in a situation where they have rejected going to that person and you can't get them on a new topic of conversation, redirect yourself. Physically remove yourself from the conversation. Leave. Walk away. You can make it awkward. It don't matter. Leave. Redirect yourself. And if the person is frustrated or concerned or saying, what's up? Why did you leave? Why didn't you listen to me? It's the perfect opportunity for you to say, hey, you know what? I'm a Christ follower. 
I follow Jesus. And I want to have his mindset and his heart. And I won't gossip about people. I'd much rather talk about what God is doing in your life and in other people's lives. Let me tell you some good news. And they just open the door wide open for you. So here you go. Here's in summary. One, train yourself, train your mind, train your thoughts to recognize gossip and redirect. Pretty straightforward. Challenging. But thanks be to God, it's doable. Adopting the mind of Christ and allowing that to shape what you say, it's a lifelong journey, but it's worth it. It's doable. Lean into it every single day. Lean into the good news that Christ has for you and for this world. And let that be enough. Let's close with prayer. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we confess and recognize that too often with our mouths, they are big and fat and we use them poorly. We acknowledge, Lord, that we sometimes slip into gossip And rather than spreading good news, we spread bad news. Lord, it is nothing more than our vain attempt to find confidence in ourselves and strength and courage. But instead of turning to ourselves, help us turn to you. When we are weak, we ask that you would be our strength. Let your mind and your heart be strong in us that we might not slip into using our mouths poorly, but instead use our words to bless, to reconcile, to heal, and spread good news of you and good news of others. Lord, we commit this and commend this into your hands, asking that you would shape our minds and therefore our mouths to bring you glory in our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.